Greetings, everybody. Irish Trekkie, back with another Nerd Escape podcast. And with me, we have Chris, the truck collector. How are you today, my good man? Absolutely fantastic. And we are, like, literally less than a week away from Star Trek Picard. And it's already, like, hit the big screens. Um, yeah, Patrick Stewart was kind of busy getting yeah. his, like, feet in cement and his little hands. That was kind of cool. Kind of pre-launch to uh, the premiere in uh, L.A., Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then they just set it over to UK for the UK premiere, which was really, really cool. Um, big hype. I wasn't jealous at all, Chris. No, <laughs> no, no, no. No, it was nice. Um, I think CBS did a great job over in America. Um, reminded me of, uh, uh, the, uh, brought me back to the release of Discovery. Um, not many yeah. shows get premieres like that, but it's nice to see them. Bit of pomp and pageantry. And uh, our friends in the US got the first three episodes, yep. and a little bit of a meet and greet, and um, our friends over in the UK got the first episode and a panel at the end of it. But um, so far, a couple of things that I've, I've been picking up on, and I've been trying to avoid that there have been some spoilers out there, thankfully I've missed them. Um, but overall, a lot of positive vibes coming out of it. And uh, I know a few people that got to go that weren't even Trekkies. Um, they got to go through other avenues. But they came out really looking forward to episode two. Yep. And um, that's very interesting to see as well. So, uh, yeah, less than a week. The anticipation is palpable. Yeah, I, I believe the first episode kind of leaves on a, kind of like a, a nice kind of cliffhanger for the next episode. And I think... The guys from the states were saying that what you got the, the first three episodes worked really really well. They kind of did it like in a movie, but I think uh, Jerry uh, Ryan actually commented and said like you know it's really really movie esque style. So again, as you said, following the similar footsteps at Discovery, it's been production value has been notched up. I believe as well like listening to what people were saying as well is in the first three episodes you don't really see any ships, no new ships, which is interesting, but. Mm. We were kind of always told that initially with Picard it was going to be more about the story as opposed to ships. Mm. So, a bit of a cliffhanger, but we know been, there's ships coming. Yeah, we've been teased with ships though in in the in, the, in those trailers and teasers. The um, if you remember way back, I can't remember if it was the out of San Diego Comic Con. Remember those lovely what looked to be Romulan big winged Romulan esque yeah. and then there's those uh, um, synthetic ships and um, there's the classic Romulan bird the uh, Serena um, Picard's ship so um, there's going to be some nice candy in there but yeah will they feature in the first episode uh, yeah it's probably very character driven but um, yeah well, I, well I, right. I'd say the attack like the, the Trek short um, Children of Mars uh, mm. launched we we haven't got it yet but reading reports on that one it seemed to have gone down really really well except for the reuse of discovery ships in the shipyard now from what i was i read one great article on the way the person kind of like a kind of a, like another positive kind of person writing an article mm-hmm. maybe it was the fact that the ships were reused uh for the celebration of first contact day which yeah it's kind of a nice positive spin but it is kind of frustrating when you do see kind of reused CGI ships from yeah. a show. Now, Star Trek has been littered with this for donkey's years, you know what I mean? Yeah. We've had ships that are floating around 
in the background. Like nine times out of 10, it's to do with costs, I suppose, on one sense as well. You've got Amazon that are kind of payrolling the CBS Picard. Do they want new ships shown in the Children of Mars? You know, because that, that, you know what I mean? That, that is a little bit of hype in itself for some Star Trek fans. So there could be well, a lot of reasons, but it's probably more down to cost. Let's, let's be honest. There, but I yeah, do get... I do get some Star Trek fans when you do look at like I, I'm not knocking it I haven't seen the episode I, I've heard it's great I'll be up minded about it but I do get Star Trek fans when you do look at Star Wars and you do look at the continuity there and the question marks have to be asked like was it a bad thing not to bring the Akudas in to work on the show to, just to have that look because I think if you're a Star Trek fan it's very hard to explain to a Star Trek fan that you know what I mean here's Star Wars being done like the first Star Wars rollout, what just before the start of the eighties? So like thirty years later, <laughs> the last of a of a, a, a sequence of movies comes out, and the Millennium Falcon <laughs> still looks like the Millennium Falcon. The X Wings still well, look like X Wings. Star do. Destroyers, and they don't. Um, I wouldn't yeah, some, open the can some, of Star Wars, <laughs> but no. But as I said, like you know, I mean, a lot of the visuals are. You know, and there, there, there's a certain continuity, yeah, and I, I get where you're coming yeah. from, and like, really, to be pragmatic about it, uh, the fact that they're in there, completely business orientated, whoever was in the VFX pipeline for that shows them, and they're there. But you know, it's one of the kind of fun things being a fan to retcon, or you know, put put some logic to it. And um, I saw a screen grab of that shot, and it was. The Edison and yeah. the tug ship from um, the, the episode, the, the last Enterprise. season of yeah. uh, Discovery, <coughs> and um, it was Trekker Prize on Twitter was saying like people are kind of losing and people were kind of like oh they're, they're using it and I, I, as you said I get why, yeah. um, but uh, he came at it in the fact that you saw ships in a dry dock, who's to say that they weren't dismantling them. You know, look at, like, we've often talked about, and it's been talked about many times, that Starfleet is basically uh, a space navy, you know. Um, And look at the navies around the world. There's dry docks full of old ships. Old ships are still in service, but maybe not frontline. So, again, you know, um, can we put it into uh, a logic side of things? But would we like to have seen new ships? Of course. the one article I can't remember was a Trek core or who wrote the article. Unfortunately, I feel bad now. But like the nice twist, as you're saying, there was it was First Contact Day. Why did they specifically being used as a celebration of First Contact Day? So as in literally digging up old ships, museum yep. pieces to do a flyby. Um, at the same yep. time as well, how do we know that they're not cadet ships? Like one thing that I did actually like Training that I heard about was uh, the Discovery trailer, I believe, is being used as a school transport, which to me makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? An old shuttle, you know what I mean? That would have been on Discovery, that yep. would have been state of the art, is now used to ferry kids to school. So when you look at it in that sense, you say, well, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. And But yeah, again, like, Look! Look! Look at technology today, and look! Look at the landscape that we're in, where it's about renewables and thinking green and stuff like that. And if you think back in TNG, where there was like a graveyard of starships, like how environmentally friendly is that? <laughs> so it's nice to see maybe they are using old technology 
for longer or you know repurposing it as well but well, i think again th- it's the fun part of being able I to think, try and kind of wreck on it you know but i think any of the designers will always argue that like if you do go into star trek and reuse ships and they'll always quote as you said navy and stuff like that most navy vessels are designed to be literally you know what i mean you have your outer structure which is pretty much bulletproof as it can be and the whole interior is ready to be stripped down and mm-hmm. you know the latest technology put into it but yeah you look it like it does it bother me it'd be nice to have the continuity there but at the same time is i'm not going to get too upset by ships looking a little bit out of place the timeline has been fairly messed up and the whole thing with picard is that it's meant to be starting to bring everything back together into sync and that includes JJ. So that's, you know what I mean? So we've got to realize that even though what we're used to, like watching TNG on TV, watching Voyager, watching Deep Space Nine, watching all them, it's grand to say, like, this is the way it was. And this was the power of the, the Kudas, and they had the aesthetics looking so right. And if they used a ship from the past, they went back, they looked at, like, the motion picture, they looked back, you know, for a ship for that time period yeah. or a ship from the f- future, doing a futuristic L cars. But <laughs> There's nothing to say that, like, you know, we got to realise that the star went Nova eight years after Nemesis, and then at that point, Spock goes back in time. So what kind of adverse effects does Spock go back in time? Then Vulcan's gone, which will be interesting to see is that touched in Picard, which was... It, no, it won't be, because we're not in that timeline. Um, JJ split uh, when the Kelvin got destroyed. Up until that point, it's prime. So, will it'll be interesting to see if Spock's disappearance has been touched upon. Um, yeah, Vulcan will still be there because it was never destroyed in this timeline. You know, um, chicken and the egg. So, <laughs> see, that's it. You know, but that's the so, advantages of having the kind of multiverse or multi timelines. Yeah, it can be like, a bit of a headache, but well, yeah, Hobus is always of, going to be destroyed. Like, it's it's playing out a scenario before it gets affected by the time change. So, okay, so we're up to the supernova. That happens eight years after Nemesis. Yeah. And we're continuing on before anything got changed with Spock going back, yeah. the Kelvin getting destroyed, and Vulcan getting destroyed. Yeah, exactly. So it could all unravel at the end. That's it. You know, and as you said, like, you know, the, <laughs> all the these Vulcans around could just disappeared. In. They're gone. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Hulk. No Tuvok. Oh, no Tuviks. No Tuviks. No Tuvok. <laughs> <laughs> None of those cocky Vulcans uh, playing baseball on Deep Space Nine. Cisco be happy. Mm, mm. He never would have existed to be dead. Some choice episodes would be dis- would have disappeared. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, it's it, listen. A lot of questions are going to be answered. Uh, roll on Friday. I'm hoping it's going to land super early. And um, be I think to I, see. I, in fairness, I do think so. I think it will be fairly early. Isk, uh, I'm following Vikings on Amazon Prime at the moment, and it does seem the episodes seem to drop early-ish now. They not really midnight, like, but sometimes in the like, wee grey hours. The expanse dropped super early when it was season four. Like that, yeah. that dropped at like. Well, that's, I think that midnight, dropped. Yeah. That dropped after midnight. Um, yeah, so just after. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Um, so like Amazon have their game i know it's interesting now that we're moving from netflix to amazon netflix had it scheduled for eight o'clock i think there was a few mornings that it might have been five minutes late but in fairness to netflix they did a good job they said eight o'clock and for enough time the most part they were pretty much 
spot on. I don't know now whether are we all going to have the same kind of hype going into Picard that like you know if I think Amazon we will. had you know if they name a time when it's going to drop. Yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think the hype is going to be there, and it's great to see but, Will Wheaton coming but, in for the ready oh, room. Oh, yes, the ready room. This, to me now, as much as Matt was, it took a while to get used to poor old Matt, bless him. Um, I liked the After Trek show, I have to say. Yeah. It took a while to, to grow to him, but mm. I think, you know, I think they've nailed it in the head there with Will Wheaton. I think yeah. he is absolutely perfect. I preferred Matt. I didn't really watch much of the ready room for the last season of Discovery because it was like on Instagram on Facebook, and Facebook. It was kind of, yeah it was kind of um, hairy I'd say where, it may it still be there but I like I, I enjoy listening to you know uh, Will Wheaton on, on certain podcasts and videos so I'm, I'm I'm very jazzed for that show to kind of feed into it for hype and stuff I don't know I'm, I'm assuming it's probably going to be the same distribution like Facebook and Instagram um, but, it um, is going to be launched on every single possible social media platform and I assume then as well it will also be on Amazon Prime but like there was a big hype where he was really Will Wheaton uh, with an article was really really happy that it's like literally going to be scattered well I hope it's on Amazon Prime and there's no region locking or geo geo locking which does my head in. and I'm sorry if anyone from CBS is watching and anyone from Netflix is watching maybe there is Get the short treks over here. Come yeah. on. It's it's absolutely ridiculous uh, in this day and age. Um, that like it, they, they landed just before uh, season three of Discovery. Uh, season two. From, from, I mean, from, like, from what I've read about the Children of Mars, it's a backstory into Picard. Picard. And the other thing about it as well, like there's no real script. And, yeah. you know, it, it, it seems to be such a great episode like to me I, I want to see it but like you know has me reading up on what happens in the children of mars taken away as you said you've seen the screenshots of the shipyard where yeah you know i mean people complained about and you know it's kind of you know it's that neck like we're, we're very very positive positive reviewers and like you know i brought up the ships just to you know it it, it is you know a sore point with some Star Trek fans and I'm bringing it in there it's not going to affect me how I watch Picard but it has to be discussed but if you're trying to a positive Star Trek fan but yet you're going on to Google and you're seeing Picard latest and you see what you call it then that's this negative fan reaction um, it, and you're, you know, it, and you're reading it it's yeah and does that take away from your experience with Picard probably a little because you're like it could, it could, it could do yeah, so like, you're right. Like, well, well, like, if Discovery is gonna be still on Netflix, well, like, what is the bleeding hole up with these Trek shorts being dropped? I I can understand CBS wanting to have that anchor to draw people in to their streaming platform, but like, surely two weeks after it's well, shown on CBS All Access, why the hell can't Netflix have it? And if you look at that as well, like the timeline would actually be perfect for. Picard. I agree. I agree. You know, but it, it again, I but I call shenanigans as well because Star Trek Discovery wasn't on Netflix in the, in the US, so it wouldn't matter if CBS had it and Netflix had well, it at the it's, same it's, time. It's, 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 I think you know. I, I think it's like one of these things that when you sign up for something, this is the this is a perk of being with CBS. Yeah, All you access. get you to get. see it early. By all means, get to see it a month early. You know, um, but as any said, exclusives on consoles, like you know, I, I, get it. I, if you, if, if you look at the track shorts I said this a long time going back it's prime advertisement on YouTube it, that's where they should be dropped um, yeah, they're not too exactly. long you know what I mean watch, 
Exactly. Watch the hype train yeah. going. We've seen this before going back in Battlestar Galactica. Um, Blood and Chrome. The, the mini episodes, they were what, two minutes long. All you need to do is be dropping your logo available and that's the geo. That's, that's when the geo thing comes into it. So like if you're watching it uh, in America, it's CBS All Access. If you're yeah. watching it in Canada, it has, is it Chrome? Oh, I can't remember who was showing it in Crave Space or Space TV. Space and, TV. Yeah. And then what you call it, if it's dropping over here, it's yeah. on Netflix, Star Trek Discovery season three coming in whenever. You know what I mean? And it is, you know what I mean? And it's, it's it's it, it, like it, it just I, I don't get this I, we, we've talked about this before it just makes we have, no sense <laughs> you know what I mean it doesn't make any sense drop it on YouTube we Jesus guys and get, get it done guys you know what I mean let, let the world um, see it and do your advertisement it's perfect that's it that's it and segueing from hype you know again having Picard coming having the ready room coming back um, information and that's actually dropping just, Sorry, yeah. just on the note with the ready room, Will Wheaton will be doing all the Star Trek shows, so that's yeah. also cool. And so like cool it's, a, it, yeah, it's a steady host. He's he's been in Star Trek, uh, which is very very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, he'll have a bond obviously with any of the the actors from Picard to show yeah. up. So it'll be kind of interesting to see now how he gets on with the Discovery cast when he starts grilling them, and then. The interesting one will be Lower Decks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, be right at the alley. Um, great. Yeah, it's it's it, 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 it. I I think they've they, they've done well there. I think they've got a good host. I'm looking forward to it. I did miss the way you know what I mean. As I said, you watch Star Trek Discovery and then slap bang after it, you could actually watch After Trek, which the concept nice. was great. It's a companion, it and like that, that that's the, the 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 changing face of TV. You know, we yeah. talked about being episodic, going into serialized, having everything on stream, and now and having these companion shows because the communities are there. It was, um, it, people like to chat about it and dissect it. And yeah, and, and the, the formula of the shows were great, apart from when they tried to do uh, live interviews and they didn't, didn't test beforehand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you learn. Yeah, you have tea. Live and learn. You know? Exactly. Have exactly. Maybe pre-record um, those interviews first. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, but again, jumping on the hype train and stuff like that. Picard. Uh, locked in for uh, confirmed for season two, which is great. We kind of knew that anyway. It was always mm-hmm. pitched as a three season arc, but great to see the confirmation of it. Uh, rumors of um, season four uh, of Discovery, which would be yep. fantastic, even though we haven't even seen season three. Yep. And, and still um, haven't got an air date on that yet either. Still no air date on that. Uh, oh, please soon. Um, but there was a tweet uh, by Michelle. Uh, Paradis there I think it was only yesterday little photo um, finished up season 3 so that's bagged and now it'll be like editing or whatever but um, that's all kind of pretty much locked down now which is great but um, Kurtzman and we talked about this in the last episode uh, the kind of golden era of uh, or the next renaissance of Star Trek you know we talked about uh, Lower Decks and the animated series but um, two more live action shows in addition to section 31 show um which is going to be really really fun and a lot of people again carrying on with the rumors of uh how awesome it would be for a pike show um they have the assets there exactly they have the proven cast in there 
schedule and, and, will and, be and, a challenge but and there's, there's, there's enough of um like like literally what you're doing with a pike series is you're redoing basically tos star trek you are like you know its mission is to explore strange new worlds and strange new places they're going out there yeah. okay um for us to have watched tng and so forth like that we might know some of these aliens but there's the golden opportunity to see first contact with some mm. of these aliens that we would be already familiar with which would be very very cool so there's a huge massive story arc within pike yeah, I and he's think. a fan favorite, and it could work the same formula as Picard. Oh, absolutely! Keep it to three like three seasons, well, like the original series as well. Exa- exactly, and hand over to a young James T. Kirk taking control of the Enterprise, and that's that's it. It's a wrap. Like it, it, mm. to me, if it's done right, and you have the right people in there, I think the Pike Show is probably going to be one of the best that could come out. But if they start mucking around, we don't need time shenanigans unless it's kind of like a situation where they have to fix and mess themselves. So kind of like, uh, what was the one with the... Oh, the Guardian of, Fore- Guardian of Forever. Great yeah. episode. You know what I mean? Don't mind time shenanigans on that. It's kind of like a single stand episode. Yeah. But you don't use the Guardian of Forever because arc. they... The yeah. Guardian of Forever doesn't come into it because we don't know yet. So if you have somebody that knows their... Like, you know, ex- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Leave it as um, to boldly go. First contact. Cool name, actually, for a show. Yeah. Star Trek Pike, to boldly go. Wow. Again, it could be even just Star Trek Pike, you know, go down the Picard kind of route, you know? Yeah, nah, um, not yet, not yet. But we have, not two, yet. we have the two animated ones, and um, again... The, another live action so the other live action ones are going to be the interesting one as well so like what way they're going to go with that now you got to remember as well that like tv studios and so forth like that as you said like the easiest way to do a pike show is because they have the assets there now remember as well that the one thing that we might be forgetting about is discovery has gone into the future far far into the future mm-hmm. is discovery at some point going to get home well michelle yo has to get back um so there's disco's not coming home it has no, to tie into craft, doesn't yeah. it? Did Disco, the ship itself isn't coming home, but does the crew make it home? Um, it's an interesting one. But mm. at the same time is they're going that far into the future. We're probably going to see new ships, new technology. Mm. And that assets are going to be there. So might we get, and I think this would be kind of cool, might we get a Star Trek show, Pike, for the older fans, uh, building up to Kirk and leave it there. Don't go any further than that. And are we going to finally get the Star Trek show that a lot of people were screaming for set in the future? And to me, that would kind of work. If they've if they've designed ships for Discovery, you know, all those assets are there. So, you know, you're running down production cost. So plus as well set discovery yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Be interesting. Yeah. There's, there's a, there is a lot of scope. And, you know, what I'm really looking forward to now is the, diver- the diversity. Yeah. Um, in the fact that let's say in a couple of years time we'd have the kind of clandestine nature of a section 31 show we'll have discovery in the future doing their shenanigans we'll have a bit of kind of and i don't want to devalue it like there's going to be maybe some kind of comic relief in lower decks but maybe some serious topics addressed in there we, kids we will never be catered for in the nickelodeon show so we a, never fully aspects to it we never fully went on too much about the lower deck show but like when we were when it wasn't that Matt um, was talking about his show and Mike Mac Mike yeah, yeah. Uh, there, there's a solid crew there's a heart to Star they, Trek they know for a fact it's not going to be deemed as canon but 
the whole asset, the whole purpose of this show, they're big Star Trek fans, and their, their attitude is, why can't it be canon? So that is their frame set of mind, that they're doing a Star Trek show set in this period mm. that they see would fit into canon. They understand because it's an animated show, they know the situation with TAS, that mm. you know it's not classed as canon. But they're going around the route of like everything we do, there's no reason why it can't be canon, which is very reassuring for a fan. Even if it's lighthearted, a bit of ske- a bit of fun, you know what I mean? The guys behind it are still thinking, you know what I mean, that this can fit in to a Star Trek universe. Like, TAS got a bit wacky, in all fairness. Like, yeah. We had some crazy aliens, you know, which you can do animated. I hope but back- Lower Decks will go a little bit wacky as well. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's you know, it's, it's the advantage of animation where you couldn't actually do with a show. You yep. know what I mean? Realistically, yeah. for the time of the 60s, like, there was no way you could have some of those crazy aliens mm. done. The technology wasn't there, but you, you bring a Star Trek show into animation, yeah. you know? But, yeah, you just literally, <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you, you've just got... Yeah. It's a, it's a different playground. That's it. That's it. And, like, you know, just kind of anchoring into something that you mentioned there earlier, you know, that the, the show that people wanted, like, you know, there, there was a certain populace of the fandom that wanted, like, a post-Nemesis show, mm. which we're kind of getting with Picard. Exactly. And Picard was always kind of billed as a three-season arc, but who knows, they, they could be kind of building up characters within that series to have their own breakaway series to have, as you say, that post-Nemesis carry on after Picard, you know, maybe yeah, there might be two or three people brought over there or a story arc seeded. It could be in that second live action. It's you know? it's an interesting one. Um, there's nothing to say it can't be done. Um, say a, mm. Picard, a character from Picard that's very well, that they're getting the vibe that this character is so strong, it's going to be a fan yeah. favourite. Let's do a spin off on this after Picard ends. Yeah. And Absolutely. Be your Plus, as well, post Nemesis one. Like. Again, the assets are there. It's yeah. been done. So, interesting. Uh, for mm. me, I think with the Picard one. I would rather kind of continue on when Discovery ends. I'd like to go a little bit further in the timeline. Further than a thousand years. <laughs> yeah, I think Again. I'd be interested to pick up. I think, to be honest with you, I'd like to see the pickup from Discovery being that far ahead. Uh, Depends on what they do, though. Exactly. You know, there, but I think, I think that's a good one. And I'd like Picard still to be... a few re- seasons of Discovery to kind yeah, of get I'd, I'd like to revisit then Picard mm. a little while later. You know what I mean? Yeah. That time period where you, you kind of know certain points in the future but not too much yeah uh, a little bit of yeah mystery no more than as i said we if you go back to the pike show like i think there's there's great scope there like <coughs> there's nothing to say that uh pike didn't make first contact with the frangies or is it, there you know i can't um, remember i do i hmm. but again i know these, they these species i know the frangies seen you know maybe the fr- like, the handshake I'm going to use that as an example. I'm just going to throw in the Frangies. I'm trying to think, but I know the Frangies could be seen in Enterprise, even though they were in an Enterpri- episode of Enterprise, which was quite a funny one, uh, but mm. they never knew who they were. Yeah. So, but like, like the likes of that, first contact with the Frangies. Yeah. But this is, the gas thing about a Pike's show is it's harder work for a studio because there's so many Star Trek fans out there and I know there's somebody there that says, no, nope, you're wrong. Frangies cannot be... Uh, pre-Kirk they have to be after Kirk no but no and that's what you need to do you do but they have works. but they've said very very often that they have like canon police in production where exactly. they, they're vetting yeah. as much as they can 
Yeah. You know, there's 50 years of Trek here, but, you know, they're vetting as much as they can to make Perfect. sure you know, yeah. that Perfect, yeah. But now, sense. as I said, like, it, it, it is out there, and if they need to ask yeah. and say, is it safe to use the Ferengis? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? We'll do fucking pipe first contact exactly. with the Ferengis, which could be... Yeah. That would be an interesting episode, standalone. And actually, I think the dynamic of Pike... <laughs> <laughs> to first contact with the Frangies and the Frangies trying to strip down the Enterprise you know what I mean I'd, well, I'd like to see what number one would do you know set Una on them and oh man yeah but like you know that's the kind of potential there that you have got with the bike show which you know what I mean and like for a lot of people it's you know what I mean they're aliens that we do know but we just haven't got more background and there's nothing to say that there's these bits and pieces to know uh, more yeah, yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? It's exactly. there. Just don't touch the Romulans. <laughs> but there's, there's, other fo- there's other foes out there. you got the Orions as well, which, again, another species that you'd actually love to see. Yeah. Touched upon. The Tolians, again, is another species that you'd like to touch upon. Do you want to go down the, the, do you want to go down a war act? I, I don't know. Uh, it. No, no. I think, you yeah. know, stand alone. There's plenty more species out there. Absolutely. That we don't even know there's, about you there's, know, that. there's plenty the but other thing as well if, if, as well like it, it, it's it's just so broad you know what I mean it's yeah. just so good it can fit in it's you know what I mean but I think the thing for the viewer is if you're sitting there watching Pike which went down really well mm-hmm. and you take a species from TNG that's just been in the background you take for granted and you bring them in to a Pike era episode absolutely like what are the Andorians like you know you can still kind of move on with the Andorians mm-hmm. you know go to Andor you, you know there's so much you know potential what was more which, in species uh, Barstoolians <laughs> yeah. yeah but like you know it's it's there and like if you you look at like yeah. the, the Mandalorian I think it, it, is hitting the right boxes because there's revisits of a Star Wars show they've set their time but you're seeing familiar species you're seeing familiar you know what I mean and it mm-hmm. works and yeah. I just think there's just added. so much there for Pike uh, exactly like a big exactly. fan for it it's, they it's ripe for right. the picking plus as well I, I'd like to see more about the other Constitution class starships a lot more background into those mm. ships um, yeah. you know they are and the again the best. relationships with the captains and the crews and stuff they're all out in the frontier and Absolutely, you know, um, they were touched upon a little bit in, in certain areas in TOS, but yeah, much scope. Yeah. Here's an action for the viewers today or the listeners, wherever you may be enjoying this podcast. Again, you can listen to this or stream it on uh, YouTube. All the dis- details are in the description below. But um, what would your what would be on your wish list for these two new shows? Um, would you be happy with Pike, or would you like to go down a different field pitch your ideas in the comments and um we look forward to reading them and maybe uh we'll uh, explore them in a up-and-coming nerd escape as well the adventures so of captain be braxton <laughs> <laughs> he's had enough adventures <laughs> in all fairness the poor guy um anywho listen uh, we're going to be more focused with the Nerdscape moving forward now because, Picard, we're going to be diving into the episode. So next week's episode will be deep diving into... Oh yeah, oh, can't wait. It's, we're it's, finally it's, here, Chris. We're episode one, Star Trek Picard. 30 years of so stay tuned TNG for that. and we're going back to... Uh, 
hairs are standing up at my neck. I can't wait. I can't wait for Friday. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it's surreal. And like, as you said, there's been a good positive vibe. Um, it's going to be nail biting. Um, I kind of like in one sense, I'm kind of glad it's not going to be a whole season drop. <laughs> I think that would have just been. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, you like to you savor know. these episodes. I think and mull I them think, over and. I think the way the way the way Star Trek has always been presented, it's always been a weekly show. So yeah. you know why change the formula unless they come up with say, you know, one or two of these new live actions. You know, could be a different way to to experiment and say let's do a whole season dump and see what the fans prefer. But to me, yeah. I think the hype around Picard, I like. I'm the, happy the with the weekly, weekly shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's it's a pain. It'll way. fill that void until Discovery comes as well. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And so yeah, hopefully we get a date on Discovery soon. And yeah, exactly. Section Thirty One looks as though it's it, it's happening. This that's the show that I'm a Well, Kurtzman said about. in addition to Section Thirty One, so happy days. Good time to be, yeah, Trekkie or Trekker or however you like to refer to yourself. Um, so we'll wrap it up there. So let us know in the comments below what your thoughts are for these two uh, announced live action Trek shows that are going to be coming our way in the next few years. And um, stay tuned for our analysis of episode one of Star Trek Picard coming after the 24th. Be sure to subscribe and again, listen any platform that you want. All the, description, all the details are in the description box below. Um, so, yeah, I think we'll wrap it up there. Uh, I think so. As always, it's goodbye from me. Slangafol, Iowa, and happy Picard Day the 24th. Ooh, 21st. <laughs> yeah, that should be actually, we should just officially name that Captain Picard Day. I don't think we ever got an exact day. 2401. Yeah. Or 0124, wherever you are in the world. Captain Picard Day, <laughs> the 24th of the first. There you go. Happy Captain Picard Day next Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. <laughs>